Blog Talk Radio. Your preparation station with Donna Miller is on the air. Tune in for insight and encouragement for living a more sustainable, back-to-basics lifestyle. No matter where you've come from or what the future may hold, we hope each episode will encourage you with topics, guests and stories that inspire your journey towards self-sufficiency. And now, the hostess of your preparation station, Donna Miller. Welcome to a new episode of Your Preparation Station. I'm your host, Donna Miller, and I am delighted that you've joined me again today. Um, We have had such a good time moving to a new website, updating the the whole layout, the whole flow. I've had such great response from listeners, and I appreciate it when you write in, you tell me what you think of the shows, leave comments underneath them. Definitely, by all means, visit the links to the guests that are on the show. Because that's how you can connect with some fantastic people. This one of the joys that I have in doing this is I get to at least verbally meet some wonderful kindred spirits and realize, although we're all a little bit odd, we're at least not alone. And there are plenty of great people out there that will speak their mind and share what they found, see the things that they've done to live a more sustainable lifestyle. So my guest today is no different. Um, and we're going to get into introducing her to you, and I want to tell you how we kind of met the first time. Well, we haven't met in person, but how we connected the first time, and then introduce uh, Jen to you and bring her on and let her just share, gosh, so many different things um, about the past year and year before and many other things that she's done. Um, I feel very good about letting you kind of connect with her because she walks the talk. She lives through something that a lot of people probably haven't had the guts to do. She runs a blog spot, uh, a blog, um, which is called mymakedoandmendyear.wordpress.com. Now, if you're not familiar with what make, do, and mend means, basically, it's you don't buy anything. And how does this fit into your preparation station fit perfectly because in the goal of becoming more self-sustained and more um, more self-dependent versus system-dependent, not being sold, not being um, part of the big machine that just simply goes habitually through, buy new, throw away this other thing. This is a this is an avenue that I feel like has been not explored very well by um, a lot of people that feel like they need to be self-sustaining. Okay, maybe you want to grow your food, or maybe you want to live off grid, but do you still want to have to always go out and buy something new just because the mood hits? And we're used to that. We've kind of been inundated with that for at least most of my lifestyle. I've watched it kind of or most of my lifetime, I've watched it kind of perpetuate out of control for some people and probably myself at some point. Um, this is a new <laughs> new way to look at things, and Jen's going to bring um, some fantastic information and uh, share it with us, the things she's done, things she's got going on, things for the future. So 
I want to bring Jen on and make sure we have a good connection because we're connecting um, across the world, across the globe, different time zones. Uh, Jen lives in southwest of England, and she's married uh, and has two fantastic, amazing boys. And in September of 2012, they embarked upon a year of buying absolutely nothing new. And the blog was born, mymatedoandmendyear.wordpress.com. And you can definitely, I would suggest, go by and connect with her there. Also, get on her Facebook. Um, I'm, I've definitely connected there as well so that you can kind of see the journey, where it's gone, where it is, and where it's going because it's kind of become a habit. So without further ado, I want to bring Jen Gale on. Do I have a good connection with you, Jen? You do indeed. Oh, good. It always makes me happy when... <laughs> We're this far apart and not it's not messing up. <laughs> uh, it's uh, we're recording at three o'clock in the afternoon on my time, eight in the evening on your time. That's right. So um, you you've had a full day, I'm sure, and yeah. everyone fed and fed and maybe relaxed for the night, maybe. <laughs> yeah, hopefully two small people are uh, fast asleep in bed. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. You never know. I remember. I remember those times very well. Yeah. Well, for those who have not um, heard the other show that you and I did back in the end of May, I believe it was, Yeah. Um, tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and what on earth prompted you to do this right now. Or, <laughs> or you know, um, this day in time, I guess. Is a better yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I kind of... Not entirely sure. I've, I don't know if I've forgotten or if there ever was a kind of defining, aha, that's what I'm going to do moment and, and kind of the chain of events that led up to it. I do remember um, our little boys are five and three now and um, the eldest one, William, was about three, I think. And um, just that whole thing where you go into a shop with a toddler and can we get this, can we get this, can we get this? And, and just um, kind of made me think, gosh, you know, already he's three and he's really tuned into just wanting stuff and wanting new different things all the time um, which kind of made me think and then um, I was reading a magazine article about a lady who um, was doing a similar thing she she called it her secondhand safari and she was spending a year buying nothing new um, and, uh, and it was just a bit of a light bulb moment just a bit of a like oh wow I wonder if I wonder if we could do that and that would be a really interesting kind of challenge to, to try and do it um, so I had several reasonably kind of protracted conversations with my husband about <laughs> where basically I went this is what I want to do and he went mm, really and then hoped I'd forget about it um but um <laughs> so we had a little practice month in the August and then and then we kicked off in the September and you went an entire year yeah. without buying anything new now you have rules that you have yeah. that year yeah so um we and and I kind of think it's part of the um the, 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 one of the good things about doing a challenge like that or if anybody wants to incorporate it into their own lifestyle is that they can you can set your own rules and what is important for one person might not be important for someone else but you can kind of set your own rules and you can ignore your own rules if you want to but you know I think because I was blogging about it I felt quite accountable so um so we said um we could buy food we could buy toiletries um we could buy um shoes for the kids just because I wanted to make sure that they I knew that they fitted properly um and I think we said, like, if anything broke that needed a new part to fix it, rather than kind of ditch it, um, we would fix it um, with, some, with a, you know, with a new part if we needed to. And luckily, nothing did, 
nothing did break during the time, but um, yeah, that was our, our set of rules. <laughs> well, buying a new part is very different than going out and buying the whole new yes. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people, um, and I will be the first one to admit, it immediately will cross people's minds, myself included, oh, this isn't working, I need a new one, when in mm. fact maybe a, a a seven dollar part instead of a three dollar yeah. machine. Yeah. It's a seven dollar part to fix it. Sure. Yep. And there were some things that were quite like the. I think at one point, both the dishwasher and the washing machine on the same day started making really kind of ominous noises. <laughs> um, but like my husband just got the the instruction manual out and had a look, and and I think they both had like blockages on the outlet pipe or something, and you know cleared it all through, ran wash through, and it was fine. And it's just sometimes you do just need to not assume the worst, I suppose. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah. It is. It's. It's unfortunate that we're a, a society of um, immediately jumping to being marketed to. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. There's something I can buy that will fix this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think we're we're very much conditioned to that now, aren't we? Without you, it's, it's quite subconscious a little bit. You mentioned your your son kind of mm-hmm. it gave you a light bulb moment almost of wow that is something that started very young yeah uh, this isn't something that you grow up with though was it um no not at all no my um i mean lots of people when i talk to them about that you know what we've done some people are like well yeah that's nothing very exciting we do that all the time and you know we've always lived like that and you know always bought stuff in charity shops and always bought um, we've made things when we could, and but my my family weren't weren't really like that. We'd, I mean, I don't remember going into charity shops as a, as a child, um, and and kind of as an adult, I think I would go in and have a little mooch around, but wouldn't really, you know, I'd buy odd, odd kind of knickknacks and bits for the house, but I wouldn't wouldn't have bought clothes or anything particularly from there. And um, so it it was for us, it was quite a big kind of shift. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Some people, this is a this is not new. But how mm. was it for you transitioning from, I, I, lack of a better word, a, a typical lifestyle, yeah. to to this? How how did you handle it? And um, I found it much easier than I thought it was going to, and um, than I thought it was than I thought I was going to. It. Um, I think I, I I always describe it as it was almost like a little switch going off in my head, and I and I just knew that I wasn't going to buy anything new so I kind of didn't put it just wasn't even an issue some people say oh how did you resist and it's like well I just didn't even I just knew that for the year I wasn't going to do it so I didn't go to you know all the clothes shops that I might usually go to and be tempted to buy things and I didn't you know we'd often um I don't know if you guys have them over there we've got these um sort of cut price stores called Little and Aldi and you, you go in to get a pint of milk or something and they have kind of just really cheap stuff that you mm-hmm. kind of go oh wow I didn't know I needed that and you kind of end up spending 30 quid on stuff you didn't really know you needed so I just kind of yeah. I would go in and get the milk but not even look at the other stuff you know and it's just and it just made it so much easier I think that's probably um I would wonder how many times you know if there was a mental note how many times you had to actually not pick up something I mean just mentally you just you just kind of switched over and it... Yeah, and it, and then it just became, I just kind of knew... My biggest temptation, I think, was um, like magazines. We've got some really lovely kind of like crafting magazines and things over here. Um, mm-hmm. And and I and I did miss those. Um, but then actually, you know, I've, I've 
kind of bought a few since the year's ended and and I think it's one of those I like the idea of sitting down nicely with a cup of tea and and reading the magazine in a nice quiet hour and starting on some projects and things but actually it's that kind of aspirational thing there's lots of lovely things that you want to make and you never really get around to making them and you've spent Mm -hmm. five pounds on a (laughs) on a lovely magazine and there it sits and you yes yeah 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 pick it up again and Mm. you know you have 12 of them yes exactly yeah time to turn them into crafts then I guess yes. after that yes. <laughs> they can become something instead of uh, sitting there yeah. I have okay. I can't say I have several of those type of things myself um, mm. and so you know that would be a little bit a little bit of a change because a lot of people are used to um, habitually this is something mm. they don't really look at it as much of a cost yeah. or or something that mounts up on goods that you're not really using yeah I mean, but I I, I don't um, travel much on the train, but if I do, I do like to, you know, get a coffee and get a magazine and that sort of thing. Um, so I just had to kind of think, like, I'm, I'm going to be going on the train, I'll take my library book, or, you know, so that I had something to read without having to kind of feel I was missing out on, um, you know, buying a magazine or having to sit there. <laughs> staring well, that's at my actually hand. a good idea. You, you, with this lifestyle, did you find that you had to give it... Um, a little bit more forethought before yeah. just kind of going through things, really. Yeah, definitely. And I think that was um, – I had to be more patient, which I'm not very good at. Um, and, um, yeah, just a bit more planning. You had – you know, um, it was and – I, and I kind of never really got on top of it, but things like with the kids, you know, you'd sort of go, oh, gosh, it's raining. Oh, let's get the wellies out. Oh, they're two sizes too small. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, and then finding specific things was quite difficult. If I just wanted – boys clothes it was quite easy but if if I needed size 10 boys wellies it, it's more difficult or if you need you know age five swimming shorts for boy it, it was quite difficult um so you did need to kind of be one step ahead and I, I don't know that I was that much with the with the boys clothes um but yeah thinking you know things like going on the train and knowing you're going to want something to read um you know that that was that kind of became second nature I know a lot of times when you're out running errands um, and the, you know, you, you out, you're out longer than you intended or you, you something kind of steals away your time yeah. and you realize it's past maybe a lunchtime or past, yeah. you know, did you, was eating out one of those rules? <laughs> no, we didn't include eating out. And I'm, um, like with the kids, I've always been kind of reasonably organized about having snacks and stuff for that I tend to mm-hmm. um bake and then have stuff in the freezer so I would just grab I don't know like a, a fruit bun or something out of the freezer um or there's always fruit and things so so I've I've, I've always been pretty organized about having snacks and drinks and things for them um, no we didn't include um eating out and things but I know um there's a book by an American lady Judith I want to say Levine um and and she spent a year buying nothing new and um and completely kind of opted out of consumerism completely so she didn't get a haircut she didn't go to the cinema she didn't go out for meals she didn't you know completely opted out as much as as possible I think she still bought food but um you know so that was really quite hardcore that is pretty hardcore mm. <laughs> it's, that is pretty impressive to I, I don't know that I could opt out that quite that much um, no and I think that's the you know the the, the way we did it and the, to a certain extent the way we're still doing it now I think the beauty of it is it, it's achievable by everybody. I think it's it isn't that kind of like, wow, that's a bit you know, full on. It, it is quite quite achievable and quite doable. 
and, and certainly, you know, if you allow yourself a little bit of flexibility as well. Well, if you're called on to have to do more, at least if you've done some, you've exercised those those muscles, the willpower yeah. and, and yeah, 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 the ingenuity to do so. Yes. Uh, you can. You, can <laughs> you like that word, ingenuity? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably one that came in your mind yeah. a million times that year. Um, and, and that's something that can actually be contagious into other areas of your life yeah. if you're called upon to need it, whether it is uh, you, someone loses a job, um, a spouse loses their income, or um, you fall upon other hard times. Once you've developed this ingenuity mm-hmm. for not buying something new and making do and mending, yeah. uh, it, can, it can reach over into other areas. So before you did the year... Um, did you possess any kind of special skills in any area that might have prepared you for what you were going into? <laughs> um, I learned to, I've, I've never been um, kind of an arty person particularly, um, but I learned to sew after having William, our eldest, um, just decided that's what I wanted. I wanted to learn to sew because I, I didn't even know how to, I was totally petrified by a girl and I didn't know how to thread up, the, you know, how to thread a bobbin or how to, how to, fed the sewing machine or anything um so i learned to sew and and um and you know that is a really useful skill even if you can i mean i can't even sew a straight line because i think that's actually a really difficult thing to do to sew a perfectly straight line um, but you know just to be able and just to have the confidence i think just to you know i'm i'm a great believer in just having a go you know and what's the worst if you're trying to mend a pair of jeans and you have a go and you mess it up well you haven't really lost a huge amount um yeah, and you know, and I'm I'm a great believer in kind of visible mending. If I'm going to mend something, I know that I'm not skilled enough to make it an invisible mend that no one's going to notice. So I might as well just make it a loud um, statement and start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you called that something else when we talked last time. What um, 